With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What you gonna do, brother, when Jeff Townsend Media runs wild on you? Have you been searching for a podcast? Do you want to learn from some great content creators? Well, you've come to the right place. Indie Podcaster. With your host, Jeff Townsend, the Indie Podcast Father. All right, all right, all right. This is Jeff Townsend. Thank you for checking out another episode of Indie Podcaster. This podcast is made for podcasters and other content creators. Certainly don't consider myself a guru, nor either do any of my friends that will be featured in these episodes. But what we do like to do is talk content creation, pick each other's brains, and have a good time. I'm proud to mention that this podcast is sponsored by Indie Drop-In. Now, let me tell you something about Indie Drop-In. This is an awesome network that my friend Greg has created. What he does is drop episodes from independent content creators into his established podcast audience on his feed, and he shares your episodes to an audience that already exists. Yes, it's like free advertisement and promotion for your podcast. He spent a lot of time, money, and effort building it, and he already has an audience interested in the content, and he can certainly help you by sharing your content. It's great promotion. Go to IndieDropIn.com slash creators and check it out. If you're a comedy, true crime, paranormal, or various other different kinds of podcasts, you can benefit from this. So I really encourage you, once again, go to IndieDropIn.com slash creators and see if you can get your stuff featured on Indie Drop-In. We'll go back to the podcast here, Indie Podcaster. So what we've currently been doing is sharing content from three different projects that I'm involved in. The first is Good Morning Podcasters with my good friend Fuzz Martin. We also do some content on Podcasting Sucks. And then in these episodes, you will also hear some content from Podcasting Power Hour. Podcasting Power Hour is a live thing we do on Twitter Spaces. We get a whole bunch of great podcast minds together and we talk podcasting. So if you're a content creator, a podcaster, I think you'll take something away from every episode of the content I'm going to share with you. With that being said, make sure you check out Eddie Drop-In and make sure you enjoy this episode I think it's important that we all continue to learn and grow every day, and that will help us become even better content creators. That's certainly what I try to do, learn something new every day. I'm excited to share this content with you. I think it'll be a learning experience for you. Let's get to this episode, and I hope you have a great time listening to it. Welcome to Podcasting Power Hour with your host, Jeff Townsend, a.k.a. the Indie Podcast Father. I'm your co-host, Greg, from Indie Drop-In Network. Podcasting Power Hour is recorded live every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitter Spaces. 
Every week, an experienced panel of podcasters and other experts will tackle your podcasting questions. Special guests on the panel today. Fuzz Martin, CSO at Epic Creative. Ariel Nissenblatt, founder of Earbuds Podcast Collective and community manager at Squadcast FM. Jim Mallard, host of The Mallard Report. Jennifer Furbo, founder and CEO of JVision Advertising. Tanner Campbell, host of Good Morning Podcasters. Ken Ramberg and JJ Ramberg from Good Pods. We will, of course, put links to all of our guests and any relevant information in the show notes. All right, let's get this party started. Welcome to Podcasting Power Hour here on June 13th. I'm Jeff Townsend, of course, and my good pal, very old Greg, is going to uh, help me this evening. That's ridiculous. Quit calling me that. I'm very young, Greg. Okay. I'm a, yeah, very young. The, the profile but picture everybody. shows that. Dang it. I'm going to have to use my glamour shots from 1996. <laughs> Good year, good year. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Greg. Um, I run the Indie Drop-In Network. So uh, most of the things I'll talk about are just things that I've done. So hopefully that helps. Okay, we got Fuzz up here also. Fuzz is like, you know, I think the great thing about you, Fuzz, is you bring a lot to the table with what you've done with your stuff as far as like, and, I, and I've done it before with a podcast, the local theme you know, I really love that, man. So I think it's awesome how you're just in your local area. I know, like you said, you go around and people are like, hey, that's that podcasting guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Fuzz Martin. I am a partner and chief strategy officer at a fairly large advertising agency. I'm a former broadcaster. I was on the radio for 15 years, was a program director and music director and morning show host and all that. And uh, I, yes, as uh, Jeff said, I I run a very hyper-local podcast about a county north of Milwaukee in Wisconsin, and um, also my wife has a podcast on tech tools for teachers, so I produce and co-host that, but love the space and kind of work within it with uh, advertising stuff as well. So, hello. Lovely, man. You, that's a good pitch. I like that. And like you heard before, if you were in here, Ken is here from Good Pods. Ken is a pretty savvy business guy, and uh, you've been involved with a lot of stuff in the past, even before Good Pods, Ken. So it's good just to have your you here in case you know somebody you think you can answer some questions well, and I, I have no doubt you could if you're interested in doing that. So I appreciate you taking the time to do that. Uh, I know you, Good Pods has been very supportive of, particularly you know the, even this Twitter podcasting community. So thanks for what you do. No, our pleasure. Thanks, thank you as always for including us and. Look at we're we're trying our hardest. We are we are hundred percent focused on solving this this riddle of 
podcast discovery, especially for these, you know, the smaller, the smaller shows that are out there. So that's what we're, we're, we're obsessed with day in, day out. And we're getting there. Getting there one day at a time, following the grind. Speaking of the grind, this next man, this next man, he's a pretty awesome guy. And he knows a lot about podcasting. He's a little controversial, a little goes off the track sometimes. Some people love him. Some people hate him, but I love him. It's Tanner Campbell. Thanks for joining, man. Well, you always give me the best intros, and I appreciate it. Um, I don't know if I'm as controversial as Jim Mallard, who suggested that I run billboard ads for my podcast, and damned if it didn't work. So I think Jim is more controversial than me and maybe better than I am. Jim, well, I'll go ahead and let you segue into yourself here. What is it? You have a controversy saying it's like you're part of your pitch, don't you? Yeah, it's uh, conversational yet controversial is the, the tagline to my show. And I go all sorts of fun places, talk religion, politics, and money, because those are the things you're not supposed to talk about. And it's important to mention you've had your podcast for like over 10 years now. Yeah, you can mention that if you want. I, I, I just think about it being last week to this week because I'm doing it again tomorrow. So, you know. Old Jim. Old Jim. Just staying after. Uncle Jim. I have an Uncle Jim. Uh, no, anyways, thanks, Jim, for joining us. And Jim is one of the first people I connected with here on Twitter. I think he may have been the first. So I appreciate the relationship we've had over the last, well, over a year now. It's kind of crazy. All right. So what? we'll jump into it here. Uh, Go Rum actually jumped up first. I know he's got a lot of... Uh, He's always willing to learn and ask, you know, ask the right questions and, and try to get better, which I think this is what this space is all about. I think we all kind of take things away from it, even if we're talking through things. So I look forward to hearing from you, Go Rum. What's up? What's up, Jeff? How you doing, bro? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Um, shout out everybody on here. We got good pods. That's that's crazy big. I appreciate y'all for letting me talk. Hey, no problem, man. So so what are you going through with your podcast? Is there anything that you're having? struggling with that you would like some advice on or just something that you kind of down in a rut or anything? Sure. Um, I'm interested to learn how to get more download or well, get downloads. Um, I'm working on that. I have a lot of trouble with that and, um, trouble finding like sponsors. I got one sponsor so far. I've been doing this for four years total. So the sponsors and, um, getting downloads and, um, getting more followers. So when you're saying followers, you mean for the podcast itself. So tell yeah. us about your podcast a little bit, because I know a lot of people up here that are more than willing to help just will need to know a little bit about what's going on with it. So basically, um, I wanted to do radio at first, but I got into a car accident. So that kind of changed things up and I started podcasting. And um, so my podcast is basically a little bit about everything. You know, I interview music artists, producers, other podcasters, TV hosts, a little bit of everything in different industries. And um, I have a new show every Tuesday with Len Bestel from NBC Connecticut. We pretty much, we talk about things that's going on in Connecticut and around the world. And that's pretty much it. I'll, you know? I'll kick I'll kick off the first question I kind of have for you, Ram, is... Uh, uh, what who do you think your podcast appeals to or who are you who are you trying to appeal to would you say then i will let others chime in i want to appeal from age range i want to say 25 and up 
you know, okay. guys and girls. That's pretty, it's pretty broad. Uh, I don't want to do all the talking here. Tanner, yeah, go ahead. You can kick it off. 25 and up. There's a lot in up. Do you want people like old Greg listening to the podcast? This is some bullshit. <laughs> we, used to, we used to call it 25 to dead in radio. radio. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not dead. 25, like 60. So, and and this is not a question that's meant to poke fun. I genuinely, I've not listened to your show, so I don't know. Um, when you say 25 to 60, is your content the kind of thing that 25-year-olds and 60-year-olds are generally interested in? Because those are, just speaking from an age demographic, that's a very different demographic. Uh, do you think your content would appeal to such a broad age range? Um, honestly, you're right. Um, probably different episodes because they're all different. It can, uh, um, it'll be for that crowd like if i interview like a a younger person that's like 21 it could be like for the 25 year olds and then like if i you know my new segments with len that's for like i want to say the older people so one of the things that could make getting more downloads difficult this is a marketing problem right so par- partially a discovery problem partially a marketing problem but if if you're if the people you're trying to reach are are this broad in interest and age and behavior, it makes it very difficult to design your marketing in such a way that you're going after specifically who you want. So if I, if I've tried to create an ad for 25 to 35 year olds who were single, single mothers, for example, that's something I'd have a really easy time targeting with my marketing, as opposed to if I said, I'd like to uh, try to attract people from 25 to 85 who maybe have kids or maybe don't have kids. And Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like rap, and they like classical rock, and they like you see you see what happens. The the, the broader the focus gets, the less specific your marketing can get, and the less specific your marketing is, the yet the less utility your marketing has. Which sounds like. Maybe because you said you've been doing this for four years and you're having a hard time growing. Um, that might be what's happening. Are, are you afraid to, and I hate to overuse the term because everybody says it all the time, but are you afraid to niche down? Are you afraid to get more specific? No. I'm willing to do whatever, you know, to grow. Go ahead, Jen. Then we can get Jen going here. I know she does uh, this exact thing for some pretty good clients for a living. So, Jen, go ahead. 
Uncle Jim, your hands up. What I feel like got? he's about to contradict Tanner. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's good. No, I'm not actually. I, I'm just going to say it's very hard because I'm in the anti-niche game myself because I've ran the gamut of different topics and all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, I kind of spin back to paranormal as kind of the home base for everything. And that kind of lets me have somewhere to market, even though that isn't necessarily my market. So you've got to kind of, maybe it's Connecticut. And that's kind of where you, when you're trying to draw in sponsors, you've got to have that right hook that sells them whatever you want to sell and then do the other on top of it. Jim, what did you do when you first started? Was it by far more paranormal? Oh, by far it was, it was paranormal ghost hunters like exclusively. And then it kind so of, that's how you out. built your following. Yeah. You kind of build off of there. Oh, I got you. So you were a little bit more consistent, especially when you first started. Yeah. When I first started and then as it kind of grew, I kind of took a chance and kind of took a chance. And then, well, I kind of exploded and kind of got way as, as you kind of referenced Tanner earlier, getting off the tracks and then kind of came back. And now I kind of, I don't want to say bounce it out, but it's, it's definitely more, more balanced than it was for a while. Gotcha. Jen, go ahead. I know this is your area of expertise here talking about marketing and, you know, he's got a broad thing that he's trying to do now. It's challenging. Hello everyone. I'm a little late. Um, a little late today, but here I am. <laughs> um, actually, I do know Go Rome. We actually did a interview a while Wait. back. Uh, yep. Go Rome. Yes, we did. He interviewed me in his podcast. And uh, one of the things that you should know that in your podcast, like everyone else is telling you, from twenty five to six is too broad. Definitely too broad. Even for advertising we try to narrow it down into different pieces. So you need to break it down into different type of personas that you're trying to attract. Once you break it down that way, it will be easier for you to make changes on where you want to focus. And once you find that specific focus, that's what is going to be your niche more specifically. I don't know if that answers your question or if it's something that you have done before, have you break it down that way so you can narrow it down? No, I'm going to definitely try that, what you guys are saying. I'm going to try to narrow it down. Okay, great. Thank you, guys. Real good advice. You're welcome. And like I said, it doesn't mean you have to stay 100% whatever. Just be 65 70% whatever for a while and suck that market down and then get back to 60 55 And I, I think then people go with you on that journal. Just my two cents. And then, of course, as we all age you will be able to target, I mean, pretty soon, uh, you'll be able to tar- target Greg and like the 85 plus. So I was about, I was about to say that I, I'm just looking at your cover art and I would, I'm saying use your cool factor while you're cool, you know, cause it, it leaves quick. Um, the one thing you can do, I'm just kind of buzzing through your episodes here just while I'm listening to everybody's advice. And I think that's perfect. One thing you could do immediately it's because you probably have interviews scheduled. You probably have stuff going on. I would think, you know, let's just pick 25-year-old people as a as a as just like a spot to s- stick in, in for the short term and think, with this person coming on my show, what could I ask them and what stories could I tell where a 25-year-old person would relate to it and or care about it? Like, I think that would be the very first switch you do like just the mindset instead of letting the interview go anywhere it goes and you know do what it does try to focus in onto something you're 
whatever you decide on if it's not 25 but uh focus the message for for for, for those people even if you already have interviews scheduled like just don't 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 hang up from this and be like that's it i know cancel 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 uh i gotta get new people thank you really appreciate that Ken or Fuzz, do you have anything to add to this? I know I'm, I'm assuming, Ken, most people go on to a podcasting app are more likely to listen to a genre that they went in there to listen to in the first place. So this definitely makes sense what we're hearing for sure. No, no, I think it's been great advice so far. Nothing nothing really to add. Fuzz. Yeah, Mayor I would Fuzz. Just say, yeah, no, I, I would just say that the mayor, Mayor, mayor McFuzz, um, <laughs> Rome, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I'm 29. 29. Okay. So I um, I work with a number of people in the social media space and, what you know, thinking of, uh, uh, you know, Facebook's for old people now, which it used to never be, but Facebook's for old people and, you know, Instagram's kind of that mid-range and um, <clears throat> uh, Instagram uh, reels and um, TikTok is kind of younger, but they're more older uh, you know, millennial and uh, younger Gen X people like me, or uh, you know, younger baby boomers like Greg, um, kind of dabbling and such. But the the a the difference right now in the way people consume media between a twenty five year old, so you're talking almost um, what well, that would be Gen Z, right? So you're talking somebody in Gen Z versus a sixty year old is going to be you know, old Gen X are pushing young, uh, you know, baby boomer. Um, and the way that those four different age ranges in there consume media is completely different. And the things that they care about are completely different. So even like the reason I asked your age was like, I wouldn't, try to start a new show myself as a 43 year old geared toward 25 year olds. Cause I don't, I don't speak what they want to hear. Um, and so just making sure that you are, you have your finger on the pulse of what they're looking for. If you really want to get to that, you know, uh, my daughter's, uh, turning 18 here. She like listens to the tiny meat gang and, um, which is hilarious. I'm fucking but, sorry. What is the name of it? Yeah. The t- tiny, the tiny meat gang. It's uh yeah, it, they're exactly what you're thinking, but they're, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> they better not exactly what I'm thinking. That, that's actually uh-huh. Tanner's nickname. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, but that's the kind of stuff that they're listening to right now. There's a, they, she's got a, a show that she listens to with a guy who, dresses up like a frog and gives advice or some lizard or something and gives it. Oh yeah. The guy from Reddit. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. The, name so, of the show. No, no, that those are two, two totally different shows, oh. but, but, but the kind of the vibe that they give way different than the kind of stuff that I would listen to. Um, but you know, it's, so I just kind of like understanding your lane is essentially where I'm going and knowing that it's not just, who you're interviewing or what you're asking. It's the style of delivery. It's the style of the, you know, the kind of content that we're, that we grew up or we've been, been accustomed to ingesting. You need to make sure that you're giving them what they want in that regard. So, you know, 25 year olds typically are going to be some more absurd, uh, you know, dude or yeah. uh, a tiny meat gang group kind of thing versus, uh, <laughs> you know, like, a 
your mom's house kind of, uh, um, you know, comedy podcast or something like that. So just, uh, just really, you know, deliver the way that each generation is expecting to consume. Thank you. Appreciate that. Real, real good advice. Tiny meat gang. Yeah. I remember that one. No, uh, we have a little bit less people than we had the last couple weeks, which is kind of a good thing. Cause if you have a question, make sure you jump up or you want to discuss something, you know, request the, to be a speaker. Cause I think we have some good opportunities to deep dive into things a little bit more. With that being said, yeah, thanks Rome for popping up here. We can go to Gary now. Tell us about the content you create and some of the challenges you're facing. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we've got you. Um, yeah, we can hear you. I think Gary's having a hard time with his mic. Yeah, Gary, it says you're muted. Looking at your uh, bio here, it says you're going on America's Got Talent. Mr. Gary, are you there? No, in the meantime, if anybody else wants to speak, go ahead, go ahead and request. I know we have a lot of the regulars in here. Mr. Gary. No, go ahead, Greg. What are you going to say? Well, if Gary's ready, let's go to Gary. Gary, are you ready? This is always comical to me because I imagine that the person on the other end is like frantically fumbling with their phone trying to yeah, figure just, out why no one Just panicked. Like, did I ask to come up on stage? <laughs> yeah, like, what is I happening? I got it he, now. He requested. He definitely just came off a of mute. So, Gary, are you ready, man? Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. He's trying, but he's just not he's just not there yet. Maybe you could Gary, uh you leave and come back. Leave the space and come back and I'll get you up when you come back, man. So Jeff, I can tell you about an experiment I recently did in the in the dead space here. Okay. So I've been trying to uh improve my retention, you know, my audience retention, which I believe is one of the most important stats you can manage. And, you know, I I hear people complain about pre-roll ads and, you know, they don't want to get a bunch of ads when they first click on a, on a podcast. So what I did is for like the last two and a half months, I cut a best clip out of the show, played that first, introduced the podcast, and then played my pre-rolls after I like staged it. Like, all right, we're going to, you know, let's go pay some bills and then we're going to get right into it it didn't make any difference in my audience retention, like no, nothing noticeable. Like I bet if I really crunched the numbers, maybe there'd be like 1% or half a percent or something, but uh, it made a negligible difference. Why do you think that is? I, I think that podcast audiences are more accommodating for ads than we give them credit for. I agree. Anybody else have anything on that? I mean, I, also I like with podcasting, it is. I mean, when people said that to begin with, Greg, I was pretty suspect because I feel like the place where you expect to see that stuff and so it becomes more acceptable is the pre roll. Uh, I mean, maybe it's because I've been listening to podcasts for a while and creating them for a while, but when I get hit with three ads before the podcast starts, that's less annoying to me than it is like standard. 
I'm more irritated by the ads in the middle. <laughs> and that seems to be counter to the advice that mid-rolls perform better. I've not actually seen the data that mid-rolls perform better. That's the prevailing wisdom from... And I'm going to double down on Tanner's point. There's nothing worse than a mid-roll that is placed horribly wrong. Yeah. What What do you mean by that, Jim? Just elaborate on that a little bit. Uh, well, say say somebody's mid-sentence and it gets interrupted by an advertisement because it was placed at a time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Like 15 minutes in, it didn't matter why. They're just slapping that bad boy in. And it's horrible. And well, I, well, I've got the floor and up on a soapbox. I listened to a podcast about a month ago because I'm like, oh, I have had I searched on the Apple Store for a very specific question I had, and I'm like, there it was. The, this person promoted; they had the answer for it. And I'm sure none of us do this, but this lady had a 15 minute podcast. I'm like, great, I can consume this and get my answer and move on with my life. Well, 15 minutes later, I felt like she sold me a conference, a book, a uh, leadership program and something else <laughs> and did not answer the question. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the worst. Like, I was to the point where I almost <laughs> fired off an email to this lady, but I did because I realized that it probably would have got posted because I was, I'm not going to say the word I was, but you can figure it out. That's exactly the type of review that a- ends up on Twitter. And then there's a woe is me thread. <laughs> I don't understand why anyone hates my podcast. Um, I think that's, that's the side effect of programmatic, right? Is because you can pick the spots where programmatic gets inserted. But if you do that, if you, I know when I hosted with megaphone, I could pick those spots, but I mean, usually you just kind of pick the spot and let it repeat episode to episode, which isn't great because exactly what Jim just described has a really high a probability of happening and it is extremely irritating. I, I pick the spot on my stuff every every episode, but I since I feed drop uh every episode, I don't get the luxury of putting in a nice ad pad or whatever they're called. I can never think of the name. But you know, like to to ease it in there, which is what what I would do if it was my own content. But since it's not my own content, um you know it's it is abrupt and I and I don't love it, but um, I think as long as you're producing the value, people are people are pretty accommodating. You know what would be dope um, is if the podcast index people could create some kind of namespace that you could write into the meta of an MP3. Like you could you could drag your MP3 file into like podcast chapters, for example, to provide all that extra meta. And one of the things you could do is 
mark the insertion points so that you were kind of working in the reverse order so that the programmatic platforms looked for that tag as opposed to you having to tell it where it was for every episode on the platform. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know if that's possible, but that'd be pretty cool. I do like how the new Buzzsprout ads have that tone that uh, ramps up before it gets to the to the uh, spot drop um, so that it, it just kind of brings in. So you, you as a listener know it's coming and it's not that abrupt cut. Um, and, and that doesn't solve the, the question we're talking about of where where that drops. But, um, you know, I was thinking even if, if you're doing it on your own, if you've dropped a tone in there or some sort of uh, sting, uh, music sting that might help with that transition and also finding it when you're dropping it into, you know, if you are able to place in your in your hosting platform where those splices go, that you can easily see where that belongs. I'm still a fan of baking them in. I, I really am. Like, I don't, I feel like every time we try to automate something, we just ultimately de- degrade its experience and quality just a little bit. And I don't, I really don't like the, the programmatic ads or, or streaming ad insertion because I feel like there's no way to do it really clean. Yeah, but your earning potential goes way down. Yeah, that's, it how do you mean also, that? It depends also on the perspective that you're looking at it because as an advertiser, and if you place the ads, for example, at the at the beginning of everything, people can actually leave and be like, oh, you know what, this ad's always like in the middle, I'm not going to watch this. But then if you put it in the middle or like after a few minutes, people want to keep watching it because they got caught up with whatever they're listening or whatever they're watching. Instead, they find that advertisement in there and then maybe it can cut their attention. It depends how you look at it. But then at the same time, we are keep forgetting that the regular television back in the days, it was the same way. When you're watching cable, you watch a, you know, like a whatever show that you're watching in there, even the news or anything, and then you're going to be cut off in the middle and get those commercials. So it's basically kind of the same idea. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I think that's the basic argument for why mid-rolls perform better for advertisers. I just hate them. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, what can you do? We are in that industry we need to put it there because we are getting clients that are paying us to do the same that job so what can you do listeners have it so easy podcast listeners have it so easy though i mean it's the only platform aside from some youtube content where you can if you don't like it or if you've heard the same ad a hundred billion times you can just skip ahead do you all remember when like putting an ad in your podcast this is going back to like 2012 2013 Putting an ad in your podcast was like listeners would absolutely shit a brick over you doing that. You would lose so many listeners over putting ads in. And now people are like, oh, ads are pretty cool. I guess they're funny. <laughs> yes, like I remember the 2012 days. <laughs> it's just like the Super Bowl. What what do you watch every time that you're watching the Super Bowl? You're watching the commercials. And they're, they're epic if you ask me. Like I'm there just for the commercials. I don't know about you. Hi, I want to add something. My name's Arielle. Thank you for having me. I think the reason Super Bowl ads are so awesome is because we treat them like content. They're not just yeah. And the podcasters who do the best job with their their advertising 
are the ones that make stories out of the ads. And of course, you have to have the flexibility there to be doing host read ads. But a really great example is the podcast Dead Eyes with Connor Ratliff. He does an amazing job talking about um, Casper Mattress and he tells a personal story, relates it to the overall goal of the show. You're invested in the ad just as you are in the story. Um, another example is Malcolm Gladwell does an amazing job um, incorporating story into ads. And these are produced segments. It takes a while to come up with that writing, but it is worth it. And I would bet you that their conversion rates are pretty high. I agree. I think I listen to a lot of Jim Cornette stuff and the ads may go on for like minutes, but it's just personable. And you're like, after you hear it, you're like, damn, I, I stumped I you. That. Ads rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think when I listen to him, like sometimes on some podcasts, they're long when they throw in those stories and all that. But afterwards I am like, damn, I gotta, I gotta check this out. Definitely makes a difference. So if you want to come up and ask anything about podcasting or content creation or talk about content creation or podcasting, go ahead and request to speak. I know that we have the greatest song ever sung up here. Do you, how's it going and what issues are you facing or what questions do you have or what do you want to talk about? No, I'm just, no. I'm just reaching far. The, the table the is greatest, the greatest song ever sung poorly. That's an important Thank you, Thank okay. you Tanner. Yes. It's, I mean, it's a karaoke podcast, so the name is apt. Uh, what do you guys do when something goes horribly sideways and you have to redo a whole bunch of stuff? And I just mean this from an editing standpoint, because that's what I'm doing tonight is I'm re-editing an entire episode because something didn't save to my backup system. I make Tanner and Greg fix it. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, if that's not a great host read ad for recording redundancy right there, I've never <laughs> heard one. Yeah, it was it was it was a, the edit that I didn't save. It wasn't the recording. <laughs> oh, that's well, good. Okay, so yeah, so one of those things is you turn on automatic saving in your DAW, and if your DAW doesn't have automatic saving, you better get a grown up DAW that has automatic saving. It, so yeah, I don't want to I don't want to name it because I love it to death, but it does have the automatic save. I don't know what I did. Did you not save it the first time? No, I think it it auto saves every time I open it and it's no. editing the transcript. I thought what what uh, what DAW is it? It's Descript. Yeah, that should auto save. Yeah, maybe you had a maybe your internet was down. It's it, that's right because it, it does go that way. To the, it doesn't do a local, does it? Also, damn you for calling Descript a DAW. I should have been on that faster. <laughs> you should have. I can't believe that got by you. Yeah. You, you can you can yell at me later. It's just because you find me charming, Tanner. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's using the greatest DAW poorly. Wait. <laughs> How, how do I equate that to his? No, actually, actually, that that is pretty accurate. I uh, anything that I do on this on this end, I still kind of fumble through. So, yeah, the script is the karaoke version of a doll. Uh, <laughs> I I think for for one, you've got to have redundancy built into your recording setup. Um, if you're using, I've actually never recorded directly into the script, but I assume that what, what are you and your host in the co-host in the same room? No, everything's entirely remote, so we're recording elsewhere and then importing into the script. Uh, hmm. basically, I mean, I, I didn't lose that much. I just basically lost a lot of formatting for my transcript, and uh, I had to re-edit a whole bunch of ums and a whole bunch of crosstalk and things that nobody actually wants to hear. I guess my solution would be don't use the script, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know what we do when we mess up is we just do it over, just like you're doing. <laughs> yeah, back in the old days, 
that's what we had to do. Jim made fun of me for saying back in 2012 earlier because he's been podcasting since 1952. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but if you screwed up back in the old days, man, I mean, you just had to redo the entire damn episode. It was terrible. We'd be recording on like Windows Media Recorder. I think was the first thing I ever recorded in. That's a great question, though. I'm not sure there's a great answer to that. I mean, well, well, no. In this case, I don't think there is. I mean, he's using Descript. Descript is supposed to autosave not only locally but up to the cloud. So that sounds you like know, it's. It's also entirely possible that while I was editing, I had a drink or two and I accidentally deleted it. Who knows? Well, there's there's that. In which there's case, that. The yeah. truth comes out. That'll do it. You can't edit and drink. Can't drink. Outsource and your editing. Get rid of it. Exactly. And then if, they, if, if they make the mistake, then they have to pay. All jokes as, aside. as bad as I am at it, it is kind of one of my favorite parts. It's like the thing I don't ever want to outsource. I love sitting here and doing this. You could outsource your drinking. No, I can't. Peace. No, I, I've actually enjoyed outsourcing it because I feel like I have more time to focus on the content, you know? So I agree with Harry Elder. I think it's made a world of difference for me and even avoiding burnout. Like, because to me, that is. I'm not saying I don't enjoy it, but it's a hell of a lot of work when you also want to keep that content quality. Or you can, you know, that, that is true. We could maybe, we could maybe go weekly if we didn't do that. So, you know, Jim, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, well, you could do what I do and never edit. Oh my How God. How do we let Jim out. up here? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll go back to my corner now. Life. He doesn't care about that. <laughs> because he was the first the podcaster old... ever. That's why he's <laughs> What's a podcast? The photographer my time. Get it right in the camera. <laughs> and you don't have to Photoshop if you get it right the first time. But, uh, I mean, Ariel's right. The first thing you ought to be outsourcing is the editing, especially if you're an efficient editor, if you find yourself making mistakes at it, or if it's just taking up a lot of your time. I mean, I know people who when they first start out and they first, it used to be that everyone would just start out with audacity. I feel like that's where most people who are going to be in this room started editing their own podcasts. And I remember I'd have people come to me and be like, so I record my episode, it takes an hour to record and then it takes like two and a half days to edit. And I'd be like, whoa, 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 what? And they're like, yeah, you know, getting it perfect and making, you know, getting the EQ right. I'm like, do you even know what an equalizer is? And they're like, no. I'm like, then how do you know if you got it perfect? What are you doing to yourself? Why are you like trying to make something perfect when you don't have an understanding of what perfect even is? Outsource that shit as soon as you can. And the price almost isn't even an excuse these days because between between Eastern Europe, the Philippines, and Thailand, you can pay people in those areas something that seems like nothing to you but is like a week's worth of wages to them. And they do a really good job if you can deal with like a one day time difference and some communication challenges from from time to time but i mean like you could outsource your entire month for probably 20 bucks an episode to the to thailand and maybe 40 or 50 bucks an episode to the philippines it's pretty damn good oh. it's really affordable here you, are, in you the US. really yeah. selling me on this yeah <laughs> so, greg and tanner did what greg i know you're talking about the other day what is that one that's at that $50 mark that seems to be pretty, I mean, people seem to be pretty pleased with it. What, what was that? I can't remember the name of it. Could it be produce your podcast? No, it was like pod machine or something. It was ever the one, the one that uh, is on pod news a bunch lately. Pretty much. If you Google pod 
something, you'll come up with a yeah. podcast producer. <laughs> I've heard I've heard genuinely good things from uh, somebody who switched to Pod Machine after Podfest. So, yeah, it seems to be pretty affordable, and people are saying good things about it. So that might be one for people listening to consider if they're interested. Bear, you requested the mic. Bear Marketing, what's going on? Hi, how are you? Good. So, um, what does it take to have a podcast? <laughs> Patience. <laughs> yeah. Or are you interested in starting one, maybe? I don't know. I have a lot to talk about, but I don't think I have a good voice. Like, uh, greatest song ever sung. I mean, that guy's got a voice for podcasting. I don't have a voice for podcasting, and I manage to get through every week. Yeah, yeah. I do have. I, I do have a face for it as well. I would disagree with you here, Bear. I think you have a. I think you have an interesting voice. Sounds sounds better than probably half of ours. Can I can I hit you with my questions, Bear? Go ahead. Hit him. Okay. First up, if somebody could find my tweet on this, that would be great. I have a list of, I don't know, 40 or so questions you should, you should ask yourself when you're at this stage. Um, first is, why, why do you want to make a podcast? What is your goal? Do you want to have a co-host? Is it going to be weekly? Are you going to outsource your music? Are you going to outsource your editing? I could go on all day. There are a ton of questions to ask yourself, but I think the most important one is, why a podcast over a blog? Why a podcast over a YouTube channel? Why a podcast over not having a podcast at all. Dang. Hit it, Ariel. Why and you, don't have, you don't have to answer those right no, now. No, no. I mean, okay, so hold on a second. Um, well, over a blog, because I don't want to write. Um, yeah, writing sucks. Over, <laughs> YouTube, over a YouTube video, um, I don't know. I just want to be in my underwear. And um, what was the other question? Are you going to have a co-host? Is it going to be weekly? Is it going to be, um, I don't know, edited? All these questions. And, you know, I mean, they don't have to be answered now, but just th down the line, you know, considerations for you. I think a co-host would be good. What would your podcast be about, Bear? <laughs> sort of a unique concept. Um, I just, I want to make stupid people less stupid. <laughs> Ah, uh, this is America. That is a unique concept. How would you go about doing that? I, I, I don't know. I mean, normally when I try, I get blocked and ejected from the from the spaces. So I, I would have to think of something that people would want to listen to. I mean, I, I think that people don't resist change. They just resist being changed. I would recommend, if you're, if you're thinking about this, I would map out, like, what would your first 26 episodes be? What would what would the topic be for those episodes? Write it all down. Uh, I do mine on a whiteboard, uh, but you could write, you know, type it out, write it out, whatever you want. I know you said you don't like writing, but for this for this case, you'll want to. And then just determine like, does this all fit into what you would consider a show? Do all these topics fit into what you consider a show? And then and then structure something around it. If or or look at your list and say. No, that sounds like too much work, and then bail. It's one of those two, you know. Like, uh, you just yeah. I'd rather I'd rather just pay someone to do everything for me, and just literally just sit there and have to talk. Bring the audience, bring everything. I mean, I just want the easy button. I also, um, you could consider testing out the concept on 
TikTok or something like that. Like, um, it's a much smaller lift and it doesn't have to be as edited on TikTok. So come up with one of your making stupid people less stupid, uh, rants, or maybe it's an interview, whatever it is, make a, uh, 60 second to three minute video on it. See if the concept takes off, see if people are interested in the concept. Um, you could even do the same just by like being a guest on a podcast and seeing if people are, and then ask the, the podcast host, if they got great feedback from your episode, you know, do people like this spiel, this, this shtick that you're doing? Sorry for all the Yiddish. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's okay. I don't mind a Bissell Yiddish. Um, now I just, I don't want the video cause I think that people would be able to see my face, um, would be, you know, I, I don't, I think there would be very condescending face. Um, I think. <laughs> That's you don't even necessarily need to do face on TikTok. Like there's other ways to do it. You could do audiograms. But the only reason I say this is because I think a lot of people start podcasts and think that it's going to take off, um, which is why I'm asking you so many questions. It's, you know, I want you to be prepared that it's a lot of work and you might not see a return right away, um, which is why Fuzz Martin uh, suggested writing out your season and having a plan and within that plan, building in some marketing and some actually, how am I going to reach people into it so that you're not just making it and then nobody's coming to your show. So return, not like financial return, but like, um, even just people, you know, whatever you want from it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, bear, can you give me an example? I promise there's a point. No, 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 don't do that. One of the, why not? I'm not. I'm not setting him up. I'm interested because I. I have interest. Podcasting <laughs> sucks here, Tanner. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. What's What's like one of the things that, like, give us a taste. What's one of the things that might make a stupid person less stupid? I'm trying to envision the format in my head. Um, does one of you want to have me on their podcast? I'm trying to envision like your approach to it. Well, Is I mean, actually, what he just said is another, uh, probably a better way to go about it in the early days. Uh, to try to be on other people's podcasts, but uh, try, try to answer the question though, Bear, because the answer to that question might be yes for some of us, depending on you know what you say right now. Because some of us have shows where that would, might work, and some of us don't. Hmm. I think Seinfeld in a podcast format. Uh, so like you would do, you would do a whole back and forth, like, Oh, think about this thing that happened and then do a scene. I'm worried about getting my idea stolen. No one's stealing your idea. It sounds like too much work. (laughs) There's a podcast you should listen to. It's called dumb people with terrible ideas. It is truly fantastic. That might be me. (laughs) It is a truly fantastic um, uh, editing experience, like just the whole listening experience is great. The guy has a super deep voice. He's, he does a great job with production work, but it's kind of got that flavor of what you're talking about right now. And don't steal his, his deal. But if you listen to the format of his show and the kind of topics that he touches on, that might be something that fits in line and might give you some some structure or a, a skeleton of what your potential show might look like. And what about just, what about just being a professional guest, like just touring the podcast scene? You got to have something to um, offer really. Yeah. So I think the best thing for you to do bear to get started in like 
what is the podcast scene is um, get subscribed. This is my spiel that I always do. So get ready. And sorry for the folks who have heard it a million times. Subscribe to all the podcast newsletters out there, both podcast recommendation newsletters and podcast industry newsletters. Um, You'll learn what other podcasts are out there so that you can find out which shows you might want to pitch yourself to be a guest on. And there's also some directories that you'll learn about, like podcastgets.com or podmatch.io, I think it's IO. Or if you search the phrase, be a podcast guest, you'll find tons of places where you can sign up, usually for free, to be on a database that people will look for guests and they might be looking exactly for you. So I would just um, subscribe to all those newsletters so that you are plugged into the space so that you know what's going on. And then you can see how to insert yourself. Are there any podcast consultants or? you're talking um, to podcast, them right now. podcast agents yeah. yeah ariel is one i'm one uh, there, there's a there are a lot of us okay, so i could just hire one of you to get me on podcast oh well technically yeah um good. but not you know you have to see you have to find the right the right fit for you you have to make sure that the person that you're hiring has connections in the space that you want to be a guest on so it sounds like you want want to be on comedy shows so you would look for somebody who has um, inroads in the podcast comedy scene and and knows you well enough that they could pitch you and wants to pitch you. So lots of different things to consider. So I should interview with podcast agents? Yeah, um, I think you should find I think you should first and foremost learn about the podcast scene, learn who's doing what. And um, find out how you want to be kind of seated among those people and those entities. And then from there, maybe you want to um, hire somebody. Maybe you can do it yourself. That is definitely a possibility is making lists on your own. There's some really great tools where you can find podcasts that you might want to be on. One of them is refonic.com. You can search for podcasts. And if you go to refonic.com slash graph, you can see podcasts that are in similar uh, veins, and they have this really cool interactive web feature. So you can search like your favorite comedy podcast and then see what other podcasts are listed nearby. Um, so that might be a really great way to pitch yourself to be a guest on shows. Do you have- Cutting out, Bear. Do you have a podcast? Uh, most yeah. of the people here do, yeah. Yeah. So, um, just take for example the one person is speaking now, Ariel. What's what's your podcast? It's a podcast recommendation podcast. It's a podcast recommendation podcast. Sure is. So people listen to your podcast to find out what type of podcast they'd be interested in listening to. That is well, the hope. Yeah, Bear, one of the things you're missing maybe because you don't, because you're not uh, steeped in the space because you're just starting. So, of course, that's the case. Uh, one of the I don't even know pro- if I'm even just starting. Yeah, one of, the, one of the issues in podcasting is that just discovery is difficult to such an extent that Ariel would have a popular show aiding people in discovering interesting shows to listen to. It's actually a really good show, Ariel, by the way. Thanks. Aww. She's like, um, like, um, 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Like someone who finds you a job. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Sure. All right. She's like, she's like a matchmaker. That matches people with their interests of what shows they should be listening to. Is there a fee for that? Is that subscription based? What to get podcast. matched on shows? No, um, most podcasts are free. Some have some content behind paywalls. Um, my podcast you can get at earbuds.audio if you're interested. Mostly, it's a podcast recommendation newsletter that has an accompanying podcast. I'm actually about to record it once we hang up here. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a lot going on there and there's a list, uh, in order to get your podcast recommendations featured there. I, each week of the newsletter is curated by a different person and anyone can curate a list, but right now we're booked out until September, which is good and bad, but ultimately the goal is to, um, you know, find people their next favorite podcasts. Hey, thanks, Bear. We appreciate you sparking this good conversation. We have a couple people waiting to hop up here and get to it. So appreciate your time, Bear. Thanks. Podcasting Power Hour is part of Indie Drop-In Network. If you are a podcaster looking to grow your listeners, check out IndieDropIn.com. Indie Drop-In is always free, and we have opportunities right now for comedy, true crime, scary, and paranormal podcasts. Just go to IndieDropIn.com to learn more. 80s and 90s. You are up next. Thank you for waiting patiently. Thanks, Jeff. No problem, Bear. 80s and 90s. Are you there? Yeah, you probably scared them off, Greg. You're born. Maybe you have to stay, call them by their full name, the80sand90s.com. Are you here? <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right. Last call for 80s and 90s. All right. Let's go to Jack and around. Jack Ingram. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Is this, is this the Jack Ingram? The well, though, this isn't the Jack Ingram. Okay. That guy I just left in Austin. Okay. Just got back from taping an episode with him and just picked up another podcast, flying to Nashville tomorrow for a big songwriter there. We're going to do. And um, I was so chartable. So we've been fortunate enough to where I produce Jack's show. Obviously, I'm not Jack Ingram. Um, Chartable. So we consistently rank under the music commentary, 
but I'm looking at these chartable rankings. I'm just like, look, out of the millions of or hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, there's no way we're consistently ranking top 20, 30, 40. You know what I'm saying? Like, how does that work when it comes uh, to chartable? You, you, you probably are. Uh, chartable does a lot of work to make sure that their rankings reflect reality. Uh, and if that's where you're charting, if you, if you want to check against it, you could use Ariel mentioned Refonic a minute ago at refonic.com. And they also have their own charting system, which I don't believe is just a mirror copy of Chartable. So if you wanted to compare it with someone else who's collecting that data, but uh, here's the thing, Jack Ingram's producer. <laughs> Matt is my name, sorry. Matt. Um, most podcasts are so abysmal at marketing themselves. And frankly, most podcasts are terribly underproduced from a quality perspective standpoint that it, it is probably really likely that you're ranking in the top 40 of the music category. And to reinforce that a little bit, I have a stoicism podcast called Practical Stoicism. I have marketed it never, not once, except for just just three days ago. I put it on a billboard, <laughs> which is the first marketing I've ever done for it. And it is already in the top uh, 20 of philosophy podcasts. Uh, and I've That's never great. marketed it. So uh, if your podcast is good and you have uh, interesting guests, if that's relevant, if your podcast is good and you're decent at marketing it, it's pretty easy to crack the top 100 in any subcategory. It's a little bit more challenging to crack the top 100 of primary categories, but you can do it. It's that's, easier than people think. That's what we've cracked the top 40. I think it's under the music category. We've, we've cracked the top 40 twice. Yeah, that's, that's probably real. I mean, if Chartable says it's real, it's real. Well, which which list is that? Because Chartable tracks Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. It's only and they on have Apple. Own. That's what's interesting. So you, we never come up on Spotify. We haven't, but it's always Apple co Music commentary and Apple Music. Yeah, if you're if you're if if Chartable is showing you ranked on Apple, they just pull that directly from Apple. So so that's real. The the Chartable also has their own rankers, which are only. Um, podcasts that use Chartable, Re the Reach, the Reach, and they what have is, they have what a bunch does that of them. Mean? I have no idea what that. I've it's you. It's unique users, so it's what they believe unique users are. So Reach is is unique people. Got it. So like when you're two thousand and five hundred within X Apple Podcast, that that's what that means. Yeah. So they, so, so if you're, if you're number 10 in their top 100 reach, you have more individual unique, likely IP addresses or device IDs than whoever is number 11. Got it. Thank you for answering. Cause I've, I've on chartable daily and it, you try to find out, it's difficult to find out what, what reality yeah. is. And you you got to email them and make a friend over there and talk. I mean, Tanner and I has gone have gone through this for advertising stuff. Like, you really have to dig. Last but not least, for all you podcasters out there, when do you see – when do you see – I guess when you really get a podcast that starts taking off, you know, the hockey stick effect. Do you wake up one day and it's like, holy crap, what's going on? 
or do you see that happen over a period of weeks? Or is, or is there really not a hockey stick effect per se? This, this, it's just this, gradual. Is, <clears throat> this is so funny because uh, you said your name was Matt. Yes. Matt, I I don't think you realize that you probably have more listeners than anyone in this room. I don't know, man. I look and I mean this. (laughs) And God, I mean, I don't, I'm coming from complete ignorance. Well, that that might be, that might be, but it is also probably also true if you're in the top 40 of music in the primary music category. Uh, you likely have a more successful podcast than anyone in this room right now. And it now. takes a lot of time. That was t- the, the individual that was talking beforehand. It just takes so much time. And it's so, because we do ours on video too. We use the video element for marketing purposes, but it it is a lot of time and a, good, a lot a good of indica- A good indicator <laughs> is there is a producer on the show. Yeah, yeah the producer that's dumb enough to put up with two artists. Like <laughs> <laughs> if a podcast makes enough money to be able to pay staff, it's a big, po- it's a big show. Well, there's that's there's the caveat. So let's just put it like this. I, I've got, I produce these two shows, but I also have a, also have a paycheck job too. I mean, it's, 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 it's excuse me, it's in its infancy, but man, you know, there's some investment involved in time more so than anything. hundred dollars get to Austin today and back. So um, for gas alone. So yeah, it's not, we're not making money per se. So it's, it's a slow burn, but we'll get there eventually. And, um, it's fun. And, and these artists are doing it out of a passion project. I'm yeah. doing it to hopefully make a living from it exclusively, but these artists really enjoy interviewing their friends. And, and Hey, uh, Matt, can I ask a question real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, how, how many downloads are you getting per episode? The last episode uh, for Jacks we got in the first thirty days about forty five hundred, and it doesn't matter who our next guest is. We're about to start releasing episodes again. Jack had to take a little vacation for thirty plus days, so we had to take a. We're about to. He's about to announce that on his next episode of why we had to dis why he had to disappear for a few months, and that episode will get more downloads. I could be. You could be a guest on Jacks. Next episode, we're always consistently getting more downloads. So we're at the point now where it doesn't really matter who the guest is, so long as I can get Jack to be consistent. Yeah, this this actually this interesting. This tracks because you and I are in our respective categories. Although philosophy is a subcategory of society and culture, so you're. At, but I don't think music has subcategories. Maybe that's why. But but you and I are both. We rank the same in our perspective categories, and forty five hundred is about what I get okay. in a uh, in a thirty day period, a little less than that, maybe four thousand. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah man. So it's it, it's just fascinating to hear y'all's feedback, and I, and, I, and I appreciate all the the uh, the responses because some a lot of this information I, I've I've researched endlessly on the internet, especially when it comes to chartable, and even about the exponential growth, I just can't find it. Well, well, I'll tell you something real quick, Matt, uh, and I'll get some claps up here. I know from some of my co-hosts and co-speakers, uh, there are a lot of people on the internet giving advice who got no <laughs> goddamn business giving advice on the internet. <laughs> and you know what? It is hard to sort through the BS. And I really enjoyed the podcast movement or the yeah podcast that was going to be in Dallas. It was Nashville last year, Dallas this year. And that's really uh, was very beneficial for me to attend last year, but I was really in the infancy of it. And this year was a little bit different. 
Well, so let, we'll see you in Dallas because I think a lot of us will be there. Go, go ahead, Greg. Sorry. So let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the question, right? Real yeah. quick. <laughs> the um, so is there a hockey stick phenomenon? I, I would say that I think it does exist, but like any sort of media, you know, it's like when lightning strikes. It has not happened to me. Like this is my fourth or fifth show. I've got four or five. I've got th- four current shows. And I've shut down two shows, so six shows in total. And um, I've had to claw for every listener that I've ever gotten. And I know that some people, you know, have easier experiences. You know, they, you know, and then they'll probably get on here and go, oh, you got to do is just make great content. and The listeners will find you. Right. They'll say something like that, which to me drives me absolutely crazy. But, um, but yeah, the. The other thing to keep in mind is that the Apple podcast ranker has nothing to do with downloads. So um, what does that have to do with? That's the million dollar question. It, it's it's follows and, you know, Ariel might remember this better than me, but it's it's follows in a certain time period and listens. Is it listens? Real time listens? Or uh, no, it's retention. Yeah, it's how many people come back. It's what yeah. percentage of completion an episode gets. That's it. And, and then new followers. Many, yeah. And how many new people are following? Yeah. 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 So downloads, you know, you might be, there might be some correlate correlations there, but it's not actual number of downloads. It's a big complicated formula is what I hear you say. <laughs> yes. And the last, Oh, by the way, please never everyone in this room, don't ever go to listen notes and think you're in the top 3% of podcasts. All right. Stop doing that. Good advice. Thank you. And putting it into your decks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, well, hey, you know what? <laughs> I get it when they put it into the deck. They're Me too. To... So do whatever you need. Social proof is great. <laughs> we we love we love uh, concrete numbers. <laughs> I appreciate the feedback. I, I really do. And I'll uh, and I'm certainly gonna uh, mark podcasting power hour. Just fantastic. I, I appreciate all the feedback. I really do. And Matt, uh, just just for the record, I interviewed Jack on the radio in like 2007 or eight or nine. Which station? Uh, it's a. It was a WBWI out of uh, the Milwaukee market. Yeah, that right. that was probably there when he set the Guinness Book of uh, World Records, the most uh, radio interviews in twenty four hours. It very well could have been. It so. was. It was. Yeah, that was. We were just talking about that a few weeks ago. <laughs> twenty four well, hours. Well, then, well, then I guess he won't remember me. <laughs> just kidding. No, keep up the good work, man. That's great, man. What radio station were you with again? It was WBWI. Uh, it, it's in the Milwaukee market, and I left there like 11 years ago, so it's been a long time. I'll tell Jack. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, just, thanks, thanks for the feedback. I really do appreciate it, guys. You were just used fuzz. I'm so sorry. I know. <laughs> just I, a I, number. Now I realize I, I was, he was going for reach, not for quality. <laughs> <laughs> he is a mayor, McFuzz, to you, Greg. <laughs> That's great. No, thanks, though. I think that a lot of us have had that, like, I know for me, like, there's a lot of all shit moments, but it is really like the retention part that's difficult, right? I think we've all had episodes that I know I've had a guest on that had a podcast then in the Apple top five overall. And I saw a shit ton, but the challenge really is trying to get those people to come back, particularly when you do like a podcast like mine. It's a lot of interviews. And I think we've all had those moments though, but it is a challenge keeping it going. Speaking of keeping it going, Ashers, thank you for waiting. What's going on? 
Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I had a kind of a strange question. Um, you know, I, I have two podcasts, uh, one on Wednesdays, we talk weird, and the other monster radio. Now, I didn't start podcasting because I necessarily wanted to be a podcaster. Um, <laughs> I did it because in my line of work, I, I really don't have a choice but to create content. But, um, you know, I'm kind of really trying to focus on melding those two worlds together. And what I wanted to do recently, the show's done awesome. Um, both shows do really well. And, and I mean, I know it's just kind of a slow crawl to continue to grow and they will. How do you ask people to come on their shows? Um, I've got a couple of really big shows in mind that I'd, I'd really like to go on. But, you know, I know when people approach me and ask me to come on my show, it kind of seems desperate and unprofessional. And I feel like if I were to make a call out on social media, like, hey, book me, I'm really important. It, it kind of comes off as really cocky. So how do I do that in a nice way? Does anybody have any tips on that? Yes. I do. <laughs> I had to unmute to laugh. <laughs> um, I would have somebody pitch on your behalf. Do you have a co-host? Yeah, I do, actually. And he's a wonderful hype man. Yeah, I would um I would write your own letter where you explain in third person um you know your bio, your background. Um I can send you an example of a pitch letter that I send out to uh on behalf of some of the people that I work with um when I'm trying to get them on podcasts, but basically what I do, it sounds like you already have a list of shows that you would love to be on. That's half the battle. Um, and then it's about knowing enough about those shows to figure out where you could plug in in the best way possible. So maybe it's a full on guesting experience, but maybe it's just plugging in for a segment of the show. Maybe, maybe it's starting out with promo swaps and then going to a full, um, uh, guest swap situation. Um, I think often they do sound desperate because unfortunately, and it shouldn't be this way, but it's kind of desperate to be like, hello, I think I'd be the perfect guest to be on your show. I love your show so much. I would love to be a guest. <laughs> but if you have your co-host say, Hey, I'm pitching. On, I, I'm, I want to tell you about somebody amazing that I work with. She loves your show. I think she'd be a great asset. Here's what she can talk about that. That's a ringing endorsement. And that can really be a great way to, um, to get yourself in front of these people's eyes and then they can consider further how you might best be able to plug in. Jim, go ahead. You've had your hand up. I think greatest was next. Greatest was next. Myself first. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to echo uh, Ariel. Uh, I, I, Tanner will tell you that I'm very cagey about what I do outside of podcasting because I keep my work life and this life separate, but I've been in sales and marketing for 20 plus years and Ariel hit like the real key on networking, uh, referral, referral, referral. And when you're networking, always go into it with the mindset, not what they can do for you, but what you can do for them. So the more people, you know, the more people, you know, by proxy, as long as you are, you know, keeping everyone's best interests at heart, you'll get results back. So now awesome. I'm, I'm going to piggyback off his point and say, who, who shows do you want to be on? Cause I'm like the paranormal person around here. Um, and then, specifically, I want, my next goal is coast to coast. And then I'll also just add um, something that I found to be really helpful when pitching for anything, not just pitching 
guests, but also pitching for podcasts to be featured in podcast listening apps or podcasts to be featured in newsletters is before you even send your official pitch, send a pre-pitch, get them warmed up by saying, hey, I love your show. Um, how do you typically like to receive pitches for your show? And then you, they can write back to you and let them know exactly the template for how you should be reaching out. Um, and you've already warmed yourself up to them so that the next time that you show up in their inbox, they've seen your email address already. And, um, Jim, I feel like you were about to try to do some matchmaker stuff there. Were you? Uh, I can help her. That's for sure. Yeah. You guys are in the same space, aren't you? Yeah. Close enough. And, um, well, I'm not, I've had George Norrie, so I, I can help her with coast to coast. And, and uh, Hey, Ariel, would you, uh, would you work with somebody like Asher's? Cause I know you do some of this. I do. My slate is completely full right now, but it's definitely worth, um, for us to DM and chat. Yeah. Just one other piece from a, uh, public relations and pitching standpoint and, and Ariel, uh, everything you said, I was clapping and giving thumbs up here, uh, in my basement. So I don't wake up the child. But the, the all podcasters are in their basement. Okay, it's perfect. True. All right, good. All right, we're all, all, all in the same space. Um, I would also recommend not not pitching yourself as a podcaster, but pitching yourself as a subject matter expert. Yes, uh, very much. It, if you pitch yourself as a podcaster, it goes back to that point that uh, Ed Greatest was making about the um, – you know, what, what are you offering them? If you're offering them, if you're offering yourself as a subject matter expert, you are beneficial to them. If you're offering yourself as a podcaster, it sounds like it's benefiting you to have, to be on their show. So have, uh, if you're having somebody else pitch for you, or if you're pitching yourself, I am an expert in this space, in this paranormal space. Uh, here's what I can offer you. Here are some of my credentials. And uh, this is why I would make a great guest on your show, essentially. Well, I'm reading your bio, Asher's, and you could be like, hey, I'm Asher's. I'm a cryptozoologist, and I'm a full-time witch. Like, that's, that's a great pitch. I'd take that. Speaking of which, <laughs> see what I did there? Um, Asher's, uh, reach out to me because I have a show that features paranormal and scary-type shows. And then if you look through that show, which every single week there is a independent creator being featured and any of those shows look interesting to you. I can, I can, I'll connect you uh, via email and I'll just, I'll break the ice for you. So, um, you know, maybe I can get you a couple of listeners and, and get you on a couple of shows. So maybe between Jim and I, and we can hype you up. Yeah. I love all of these ideas. It, it's been hard because, you know, I, you know, I get a little frustrated because people know what I do because I have a podcast. And again, that wasn't necessarily what I set out to do. I didn't, I didn't start this to become a podcaster. Um, and while it's silly that I have no issue booking like actual physical events, I really struggle on this virtual space. And, and I think that that's, um, you know, I agree with pitching what I actually do as opposed to the show. People will come to the show because of what I do. You know, essentially, I threw that in there. Hey, I do this, but also I have the show. Go listen to it. I want it to do well because at the end of the day, I want to make money. But, you know, I, I, I agree with all of this. Yeah, I'll definitely get a hold of, of you guys. 
there's a fundamental difference to networking and such like that in a digital space versus an in-person space. And I'm glad that you brought that up. Hold on. Can we just recognize for a minute here that we have a podcaster who wants to make money? In the Thank, same God. Me? Thank God. Thank God. I'll just throw this out there. You mentioned earlier looking desperate. Um, don't throw it out there in social media. Connect with these people via email or LinkedIn or somewhere in the back channel. Don't go out just hoarding, trying to get them via social media straight out the shoot. It's not going to work. Although there are exceptions to that. But yeah, I think, small. I think well, yeah. for um, for this type of expertise, I think your best bet is um, a nice tailored email campaign where somebody sends it on your behalf. One way to do that would be to make up an email address and pitch yourself. Uh, but, you know, just be from somebody <laughs> else. That is definitely a thing. But I would just have your co-host do it. Ariel, do you work at Listen Notes? <laughs> do they do that? Uh, no, no, no. That just seems like very sneaky. <laughs> or, or even oh. better, uh, or ACAST. I mean, yeah, do you know why A-cast? I know that? There's a new podcast that just came out that's um, telling a fiction version of the fact that uh, of this kind of well-known thing that happens in the female startup space, which is that often they don't get taken seriously unless they have a male co-founder. So they'll often make up fake male co-founders. So it's a real thing. That's fucking terrible. Um, what's the name of that podcast? <laughs> um, let me find out. I will tell you in just a second. Okay. It's like if you're going to write romance novels, you need a female sounding pen name. Are you writing romance novels, Greg? You would never know. I'm D.B. Anderson. <laughs> I think it's called Co-Founder. Perfect. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah, it's. I listened to the trailer. It's amazing. Back to you, Greg Arena. No, no, that's. I don't. I don't have anything else. I said everything I want to say. Yeah, it's from Realm. If you know them, co-founder, the co-founder. Tanner, you can start a service for that. Co-founder as a service. He can do it on Discord. You know that is some shit I would do, and you just gave me an idea. That's terrible. Hey, outsource your required male co-founder to me. I'll write some emails. You could take advantage of the system while simultaneously being outraged <laughs> that you can. Yes, yes, right. You give it okay, but if you do that, you have to make sure to donate to women's rights organizations. And oh, that's all just, the money. That's, that's, that's where <laughs> yeah, all the money yeah. would go. That's where all the money would go. It would just be Ariel's funny. over there punching the sky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tanner, what would we do without you, man? No, that, that was a great conversation. Thanks, Ashers. We have one more. And like I said, we're doing this every Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern. This is great. We're going to have time for one more here. And I know you've been waiting patiently. Your little bride, go ahead. Okay. Good morning, everyone. However, it might be at your time zone. Okay. So I just have two questions basically to ask. And um, the first one is, um, do you actually need a social media presence for you to actually excel in podcasting? And the second one is that, um, is it usually is it consistency or content that actually like makes you stand out in podcasting? So the yeah. questions are, do you need social media and is consistency the thing that really matters? Exactly. Consistency or content, which one really matters? I'll let somebody else start. Hey, Jen, you want to go ahead and start just in general? I mean, outside of podcasting, then we can deep dive into podcasting. Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, yes, you need to have an online presence on social media. It's not just 
for podcasting for every single type of brand or business. That's a must. Like anything can happen. And if you don't have an online presence nowadays, no one can actually find you and you can use it to promote using different type of content. And when it comes to the second question, you said about consistency in the type of content. Well, consistency can be either that a schedule that you are consistent consistent off, right? That you can know that you can manage. Um, a schedule that you know that you're comfortable with and that you're not going to cheat on or that you're not going to feel overwhelmed or anything like that. So it depends on how you see what is consistency. And the type of content that you're looking at or that you're going to be sharing at, it must be something that you are 100% sure that you want to share it and that you want to promote it, that you want to tell stories, that you want to tell um, testimonials, that you want to share like different type of tips and advices depending on what kind of your goals that you're going to have on your social media. Um, it's something that can actually help you out to promote your, if, if in this case is that you're trying to promote your podcast um, organically, um, you can reach out to different type of audiences. They can help you out to create even more content and you can take it from there. But again, like I don't like to point it out until, until on something that is too consistent because a lot of people keep saying consistency is like for you to show up every single day which it not necessarily has to be the case. For some people that are really successful on social media, not all of them are there every single day. And it's something that you have to manage that can work for you and that you feel comfortable with. That's my opinion. And I'm always happy to, um, when it comes to starting your first podcast, I'm a big proponent of having it be, you know, a lot of people think they have to start with something that's an hour long. And it's got to be every week. Uh, but I'm I'm really big on encouraging people to approach podcasting as a 30-minute endeavor or less, and that they should probably schedule it once every other week. So so you're giving yourself two weeks per episode. Because uh, it's a it sucks to sign up for a level uh, a level of burden and responsibility that you find out later you can't actually maintain. Um, it's easier to sign up for a lesser burden and find out as you get better at it that you can handle more and you can then add more to it. So I'm, I'm a big fan of just starting with a light lift. I think Ariel actually said that earlier uh, in regards to something different. But start with a light lift, get comfortable, get, com get competent, find yourself in it. Uh, and then if you want to get, you know, if you want to go weekly or you want to go twice a week or something, work yourself, um, work your, work yourself up to that. What do you think, Fuzz? Hey, there we go. Um, yeah, you know what? I don't, uh, I'm not quite sure at the moment. I just had some alarms going off in the basement, so I just ran over to. Oh, no, you better get that to trigger, get that pump running. Yeah, it was. I think, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I think Ariel had some, uh, some comments. I've got some social media thoughts. I just did a presentation on your exact question. So if you go to my timeline and scroll down a bit, it's with Podcast Movement University. I'll try to find the tweet. And um, I think, uh, Jeff, if you find the tweet, I think you can post it in here to look at. But my answer about social media is, yes, I think you need to be on social media. You do not need to be on all social platforms all the time. You don't need to spend that much time on social media. My advice is to grab handles across all social medias and then 
figure out where you actually want to spend your time on social media. That doesn't mean, you know, where your listeners are, but it's also where do you actually want to be spending your time? Because you're going to be spending a lot of time, um, hopefully, uh, you know, interacting with listeners, thinking about, you know, if you want to find guests, if you want to swap with other people on social media. So if it's Twitter, great. It looks like you already spend some time on Twitter. But if you don't like making TikTok content, you don't have to be on TikTok. Um, unfortunately, it's very hard to give blanket advice when I don't know, when generally speaking, when we don't know your what your podcast is about and where you like to spend your time and you know who your audience is. And I think that's a big part of it is like, if your audience is a business leaning audience, LinkedIn is a great place to be. If your audience is a is a younger generation, TikTok or Instagram is a great place to be. Uh, go ahead, Fuzz. Uh, I was just going to go piggyback exactly what you were saying regarding the business side of it. I do have a client who they make uh, backup battery power systems. They have zero social media presence, but they have a very, very strong email list. And they've got tons of downloads each month. And people opening the emails and, and clicking on the podcast episodes because they're an expert in their space. They have a big uh, email list, but they're not doing social media because their clients and their potential customers aren't there for for work purposes. So I would just say you're going to need something if it's going to be social. If it's you know if your audience is on social media and they ingest social media a ton then yeah, you're going to need a social media presence. But if you already have lists built up or, uh, you know, if it's uh, a local group of people in your area that, um, that you can reach in a, a different way, then maybe you don't, but you know, in 2022, likely you, you most likely do and doesn't need to be every platform, but it's going to need to be the one that your listeners that you want to reach use the most. Yeah, and, and I want to, I want to set JJ up here because I know she's dying to come off the mic to weigh in on this. The, the reason you need this to be on social in some capacity is because uh, podcasting is a creative medium. Twitter is a platform. Facebook's a platform. Uh, TikTok is both a creative medium and a and a uh, and a platform. And on and on platforms, it's possible to discover things, uh, but mediums themselves don't have built-in discoverability. So podcasting doesn't have a Twitter. It doesn't have a Facebook. It doesn't have a TikTok. There's no such thing as a scrollable TikTok for, for podcasting until, until good pod showed up on the screen, which I know, uh, JJ is probably going to want to talk about. So go ahead, JJ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Tanner. I wasn't expecting that build up, but hi, everyone. It's so great to be here. Um, thanks, Jeff and, and Greg for and everyone for, for doing this. I just wanted to say, well, I mean, a lot of you already know what Good Pods is. It's, it is basically social media for podcasting, right, where you follow your friends to see what they're listening to, um, which is a discoverability place. And we find a lot of people, you know, are on our feed, see what their friends are listening to and then listen to it. So it's a great way to find podcasts and as a podcaster, find listeners. Um, but more than a commercial for us, which I'm of course always happy to do, but I just wanted to tell you that I've done a, a ton of research about where people find out about podcasts, right? And, and word of mouth is the biggest one. And so if you think about it, right, social media is, a way to find out about things. But if you don't already have a big presence on social media, to Ariel's point, 
you're going to be spending a lot of time building up that presence and then hoping that some percentage of that presence is already is also podcast listeners. Right. So and 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 to the point before, it is great to have some presence on social media for building your own brand. But I wouldn't necessarily assume that that is all going to translate to podcast listens. And so if you're just thinking about podcast listens, you want to get to people when they are ready. You want to get to listeners. And so I would suggest doing things like finding other podcasters who are targeting audiences similar to yours and then doing swaps on their podcasting or, you know, in social media, if you have an audience already or on good pods where you can both listen to each other's shows and share with your audience. But I think you have to think about if you're going after podcast listens, getting podcast listeners and getting them when they're ready to listen. Lovely. Anybody else anything to add to that? Never doubt the power of TikTok. I had no idea I'd say this six months ago, but if you have a video element, I spend the vast majority of my time on TikTok versus Facebook and Instagram, which I didn't think I'd say that probably to a fault, but I didn't think I'd say that six months ago when I launched, launched the TikTok channel. But TikTok is like everybody's on TikTok. The vast majority of everybody doesn't want to admit it. Admit it. <laughs> You've got your hand up. Go ahead. It was your question after all. You don't have to raise your hand. You can just go for it. Okay. So I wanted to answer um, Ariel's question. She's asked me what my podcast was about. So is it family, mental health, relationship, and um, action kind of a podcast that just covers all of those things. Yeah, that's what my podcast is all about. Can I, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. I think um, it's helpful for me personally uh, when trying to learn things about um, community spaces or when trying to plug into a creative space is to know what mistakes people have made before me. And I think a big mistake that a lot of podcasters make is is only following other podcasters on Sonia. One thing that you need to make sure to do is, yes, follow all the people who are here because these people are going to tell you what to stay on top of in the in the podcast space, what trends you should be responding to. Um, maybe there's opportunities to pitch yourself to good pods, things like that. But you also need to make sure that you are following influencers in the family, addiction, all those different spaces. I know it's weird to say an addiction influencer, but there are definitely people who are who are talking about thought leadership when it, when it comes to addiction and to family and to chips and things like that. And you want to be following those people so that you have fodder to tweet about or to, or to post on Instagram about, or to respond to. So some, like what I spend a lot of time doing is being on Twitter, reading tweets, and then seeing how I'm going to respond to those tweets in order to continue to build myself up as a person who knows things about the podcast space. So I happen to work in podcasting. So it makes sense for me to follow podcasters constantly and podcast companies and softwares and things like that. But if you, if you have a podcast about beluga whales, this is my example forever. I'm going to want to make sure that I'm following podcast. I'm going to want to make sure that I'm following podcasts in the beluga whale slash marine biology space, but also influencers who have nothing to do with podcasts. This sounds familiar. There you go. I mean, did it should, did it we should. talk about this? I really need a new thing. It's always beluga whales for me. <laughs> You can you go, did to go into walls. Those are those are cool. I so. sometimes do mitochondria for some reason, and I don't know about it. It's the powerhouse of the cell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. 
the, Ariel uh, is just a middle schooler. We, we, we uh, being... This week, we are sending a group of our social media team members down a path of uh, setting up a list of potential constipation influencers that we can use uh, for a particular brand that we're working with. So, and, you know, we will end up hiring these people for a lot of money to uh, promote a, a certain product. But the, yeah, so there's a, uh, uh, there's a niche for everyone and uh, you can, you know, just again, yeah. Follow those people, whether it's so, beluga whales, mitochondria or constipation. Oh, so fun. So I, have a, I, have a, I have a name. I have a question before, before we can go any further. Yeah. If they cure themselves, are they out of a job or is this like a post constipation well, no, thing? Like if, you, if you cure yourself with it, cause there are, okay. Uh, cause I learned too much about this stuff. Uh, there are 33 million Americans who suffer and take medicine for constipation every day. And if you are uh, the one who gets yourself out of that group, uh, then you can, then you have, you're, you're not even out of the group. Then you're like kind of the, the preacher, right? Like this is uh, how I did it. It's like the, it's so, like the, the, the weight loss yeah, person. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. So imagine uh, you wake up every day. You go, oh, oh, today's not the day. Hopefully tomorrow. Is this as annoying as like listening to vegans tell you they're a vegan? I, you know what though, I, these people are suffering from a legitimate uh, ailment, and um, it's not uh, it, it's not by choice. None of them chose to be constipated, and their life sucks because of it. So uh, let's have some empathy, guys. Uh, so, but also, it's also funny to talk about poop. So, so, so you're that. saying that when I put that in my college roommate's uh, coffee back in the day, that that wasn't cool. No, you could have launched his career. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we're actually now paying him uh, $5,000 a month to uh, uh, promote a, a product while dancing. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, well, hey, we, we're a little bit over, over, like a half an hour, but I made the comment earlier that it was a smaller group, but we've maintained well over 50 since we just got into it. So this has been great. We're going to be doing this every week, Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern. But we will go through our usual philosophical closing thoughts for the evening. I will kick it off and just say that I think it's important that we all participate in things like this because it's there's always room for all of us to learn and grow. And I know every time I do one of these, I, I certainly learn a lot. Never be afraid to keep learning. That's my thoughts. Greg, you're next. I have learned today a very important fact that Mayor McFuzz and I are the same age. Oh, no. I knew when you said 1996, I'm like, oh, Greg graduated that year. That's why I used that. That That is absolutely true. (laughs) Welcome to the younger baby boomers. And I'm never going to forget that comment, by the way. Never. Uh, So I learned today that if uh, Jeff calls me old fuzz, uh, we're uh, we're done. Um, Never helping out again. No, I I, I do want to say, Jeff, thanks for putting this on every week. I know. uh, you promote the heck out of it, and I think this is a great group of people with a lot of fantastic insights. And I, uh, I learn as much by listening as I uh, uh, hopefully help with a couple nuggets here and there. But um, you guys are all great. Thank you. Thank you, Fuzz. And I won't ever call you old Fuzz. Don't worry. Phew. Ariel, you got to have some deep philosophical, great closing thoughts here. You're, I put you on the spot. Oh boy. Yes, my rant for today is that um, you should 
make 10 interactions on social media that pump somebody else up before you do any of your own self-promotion. I like that. I like that. That's like a challenge for everybody. Tanner, can you, can you make a challenge like that on your closing thoughts here? Can you beat that? I don't think I'm, you can. I'm, I'm actually going to do the exact opposite of that and tell you that tomorrow's episode of Good Morning Podcasters has a conversation about NFTs and podcasting from Uncut FM, which I think you'll find pretty interesting. Uh, and Hilarious also, uh, name for a company, by is the way. Ter- isn't it terrible? I knew of yeah. all people on this stage, you would have heard that and been like, I'm sorry, what did they call it? Yeah, it's quite a thing to do. <laughs> yeah, quite a thing to do. Um, I, I almost thought they were going to just be based elsewhere, but they're in California, so there's really no excuse for not I thought they were that. French, and, th- uh, and therefore it was more okay, but mm, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Um, so if you want to check out Good Morning Podcasters, it's a day podcast uh, about podcasting for podcasters, and I'd love to have you as a listener. Total selfless plug. Thanks, Jeff. This is one way to use your time. Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tanner. Jim? Mallard. I'm going to go kind of sort of in the middle here and say, it's great to pump other people up. And I think you should do that, but make sure you're also promoting yourself. And I'm the, well, I don't want to say I'm the worst at this, but don't feel guilty about telling somebody about your show. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. If you don't toot your own horns, sometimes it may never get tooted. Influential, influential uh, quote there, Jim. I will say toot your own horn around people to whom you want to listen. Uh, so like I'll never promote my show because I'm broad, uh, you know, I assume that none of the 48 people that are in this room right now live in Washington County, Wisconsin, uh, where my podcast is uh, focused on. But if you were, I'd be talking about it. But otherwise, I'll, I'm just here to help pump you up. All right. Jin, you have any pumping up you can do to on your closing thoughts here? Well, I just want to say that I think I'm the only one in this group that doesn't have a podcast. And guys, you got every single day I listen to each one of you. You're pushing me to try to create one and start talking about advertising in there. But I'm happy to be here and keep learning from you. Well, you're a content creator. I mean, you really are. So you fit right in. We love having you. Thank you, Jen. JJ, you joined late, but you're going to have the privilege here of the closing thoughts for this whole evening. Oh, wow. All right. That's a lot of pressure. Um, you know what my thought is? Keep showing up. I, you know, we started in the podcasting world a couple of years. I didn't know anybody. And, you know, you go to these things and you're a little bit shy because you don't know anyone. And the next day, the next time you go to something, you recognize someone a little bit more. And now I come on to this thing and I see all these people who I call my real friends. And so um, for all of you who are just starting out in this world, I just say keep showing up because it's such a nice, incredibly helpful group of people. And I really, I come from TV, which is an entirely different industry, right? And I, I really feel supported by all the people in this community. And I feel very excited to support them all. So keep on coming. Beautiful, JJ. Thank you. And Fuzz, for your just for your knowledge and your record here, there actually is somebody from Washington County, Wisconsin, in this room right now. It's Chris. Chris? You see him holding that wrestling title belt down there. He is from Washington County, Wisconsin. Oh, really? Oh, wonderful. 
I'm uh, I'm looking for the wrestling belt. He's giving you the peace sign, man. Make the connection. You're about to go to two <laughs> listeners, Fuzz. Outstanding. Hey, my wife and you. My wife sometimes and you. That, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for joining. Come back next Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern for podcasting Power Hour. Keep being you. Keep being great. Tanner Campbell. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Podcasting Power Hour. Everyone is free to participate on Twitter Spaces every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. To join, just follow Jeff at podcast underscore father or Greg at Indie Dropin. If you found this podcast helpful, go into your podcast app and write a quick review. Other podcasters will see it and know this show is worth listening to. Also, I'll put a few links in the show notes for ways you can support the show. I think by now you know we love our coffee. Have a great week. That was a really fun one. That was fun. Yeah, it was really good. What do you think, Jim? Was that fun? He doesn't know about our cool down period where where we just kind of chat while everyone's... I turned on my fans and put my phone down for a second. And guys yeah, you can. Yeah, no, no, we're just cooling down, letting everybody, you know, hang up and just, uh, you know, it's just some random chaos talking. We should talk about Jeff being on my show in what, July? July 26th. I don't know how that fits. Jim, what are you doing, man? I like the not- job. <laughs> my listeners have come accustomed to me bringing podcasters on just to talk shop. I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk to a random person in the world and I'm going to tell my podcast, they're going to know a lot about podcasting and only have listened to your show. Hey, I've actually done, had paranormal guests on mine. One no, time those, I did it yeah. on site. Those are good. Those are good. Hey, I, you know, I, I had a, a, a director of a call center on last week, my friend. So anything's possible. It's so weird to me. Like, like I said to you on Twitter, like, you're the you're the only i just don't i have never seen that work unless you're a celebrity it does you must be a celebrity i have a good time doing it yeah yeah that's all that matters i mean it's like i I told you the other day i have my name on it right so it has to be about me and exactly all greg cares about is money so i mean that is not true that is not true my show that's why his background's (laughs) green my my show is (laughs) is so in the red you, it's going to take a lot of coffees to get it into the black. Let me just tell you. Well, you gotta, coffee's black, so every coffee should get you in the black. Well, temporarily. Uh, bad jokes. Okay, bad jokes. Yeah, yeah. I'll make the, I'll make the puns around here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty. Uh, it ended up pretty good turnout, to be honest. Yeah, hopefully everybody. Uh, Jeff, when do you put the new schedule up? Do you put it up on uh, like we put it up tomorrow so people yeah. can set the timer? Yeah, tomorrow morning I'll make it, tweet it, and yeah, yeah. What what people might not know is that you see the little recording going on. We are gonna you know mildly edit this and publish it as a podcast. So if people you know want to go back and try to hear the advice, because you know I'm sure nobody's taking notes, right? So if people want to go back and hear um, some of this stuff, we're going to make that available. Uh, I just think that's the nice thing to do. Blue Collar down there actually does take notes. I remember that a couple weeks ago. He was actually a pen and paper. And Well, he's ready. He's ready for class. You know, like <laughs> most people are just 
you know, they're on their nightly walk and walking their dog or, you know, their fourth beer or whatever. I just like 9 p.m. Eastern because that's what time my show is. So it kind of gets me uh, ready for tomorrow night. Friday. So Jim, are you gonna are you gonna send are you gonna submit a paranormal show for me or what? We can give it a yeah. test drive. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get you one and I'll get you, I I I told uh, I'm working on my kind of best of each category that I kind of threw out to you. The other oh, night. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the the true crime interviews are hit and miss. But if you have like a really well known true crime podcaster or, or somebody like that, we could try that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you'll get I, some. I'm kind of throwing that all together. I kind of was inspired last week to start doing some different things. So, and as you know, it all comes together quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we should wrap it up, huh? Everybody's exiting the building. Yep. I'm going to exit the building too. Thank you. All right. See you, everybody. Good. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for checking out this episode of Eddie Podcaster. I really do appreciate it. If you're interested in learning more about this podcast, you can go to podcastfather.com. If you're interested in all the different kind of work that I'm doing, you can go to jefftownsend.media. Contact form on there, various other different podcasts and projects that I'm involved in that I think you will enjoy. But again, thank you for supporting me and make sure you support Indie Drop-In Network like we covered in the beginning. Get your podcast featured on there. Until I see you next time, take care of yourself and keep being you and keep being great. Jeff Townsend Media. CG, good night. And the question is, do I stay here? Will you be back? Are you going to come back? Will you be back? Are you coming back?